It's the Let's Talk About It podcast, and I'm your host, Bobby Edwards. And today I'm going to talk about things I saw in the NBA last night. Now, there were a lot of blowouts, but I think the biggest thing from yesterday was obviously the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Lakers game. And of course, the Lakers were ravaged with injuries that game. No Anthony Davis. No LeBron James, no Kyle Kuzma, no Wesley Matthews, and no Mark Gasol. On the Brooklyn side of things, they didn't have James Harden, but they did have Kevin Durant and Kyrie. And I think for a lot of people, they just expected Brooklyn, you know, to blow this one out. Oh, it was just a 20-point, 30-point game. But this game was surprisingly competitive until about the third quarter. Now, the Lakers, they started the game off to a a very fast start. They got out to an 18-7 lead. Dennis Stroder had about 19 points in the first half. Andre Drummond played well. Let me see how many threes they hit. I think they hit over 10 threes for this game. Let me look at my stats here. Okay, so... Okay, well, the Lakers, they had, they did have, this is, uh, I would say that this is like a big, this is a big win for them. I'm going to say it. Now, the I think the biggest issue of this game has to be the fact that, for one, we have yet to see these two, see these two teams play against each other fully healthy, so it's hard to gauge how they match up against each other, because this could very well be a finals, an NBA Finals um, preview. The first game they played, James Harden and Kyrie played, but Kevin Durant didn't play, and Anthony Davis and Dennis Schroeder didn't play. In this game, of course, I listed all the injuries the Lakers had, and James Harden didn't play this one. But the Lakers, they, they stuck with this Brooklyn team. The game was very competitive in about the early third quarter. Kyrie Irving, who had a, who was having himself a game too, looked like he was on his way to about a, a 40 or 30 point night. He had 18 in the first half. Him and Dennis Schroeder were thrown out of the game for joining at each other. It wasn't physical at all, it was just a little back and forth, and the refs threw them out. A lot of people complained about that way. And a lot of people have been complaining about the NBA officials in general. A lot of people criticize the ref. They don't like how they referee the game. They think that they're making the game soft and and all that. So, yeah, Kyrie Irving and Dennis Schroeder were thrown out. But surprisingly, seems like that sparked something in the Lakers, and they, they just ramped it up, and they never looked back. They blew the game open from that point. Andre Drummond looked like a baby Shaq tonight. He had 20 points and 11 boards. He just killed LaMarcus Aldridge, man. Now, I, I know I said earlier that you can't really gauge these teams properly because they aren't healthy, but LaMarcus Aldridge, he will see minutes in the playoffs. I mean, that's why Brooklyn got him. He's a guy that can score in the post, and they needed another big as well. You know, he's 6'11". But he isn't that good defensively, especially in the pick-and-roll situations when you have to – and he can't switch out onto quick guards and whatnot, but – Andre Drummond really babied him in the paint a lot tonight. LaMarcus Aldridge even said himself that 
he needed to be better defensively. And if I, I just don't know who the Lakers, I mean, who Brooklyn is going to have guarding the interior because that's still a big problem. You know, they're a great team. Their offense, they have literal, they can score with the best of them. Probably This is probably the best scoring team that we've ever seen in NBA history. But interior defense is a problem with this team. If you can get in the paint, this team is very beatable. And the Lakers, they have the personnel to do that with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And now with the addition of Andre Drummond, that's something to, to watch out for. Taylor Horton Tucker, he had 14 tonight. Markeith Morris had 14. As I said earlier, Drummond had 20. Contavious Caldwell Pope had 14. Dennis Schroeder had 19 before he got ejected. And Alfonso McKinney had 10 points. Montrez Hill, he didn't really have a – he didn't really play that well, but it was mostly just due to, due to Brooklyn doubling him. And Ben Mecklemore, he went on a stretch where he hit like five shots in a row. He had 17 points. That was his best performance in the Lakers jersey so far. They just picked him up. And the next game I want to talk about is the Houston. I mean, is the Golden State versus Houston game. Let me pull this up. Yo, I seen something that ESPN posted. They said that this was the first time that Stephen Curry has scored. <coughs> Excuse me. Steph had 38, by the way. They, ESPN posted, and they said that this was the first time that Steph. Let me get the exact thing so I don't mess it up. Steph Curry. Okay, so he had six straight 30-point games, and this is the first time. You know, I would have thought that he would have did this in his unanimous MVP season, but apparently he didn't. This is the first time in his career where he scored over 30 points in six straight games. Stephen Curry had a great game. Also had eight boards, five assists, and Wiggins had himself a nice game as well. Had 25 points, six boards, three assists. John Wall had 30 points. Now, the thing with Houston is, okay, so they're not a great team right now. But I think for a guy like John Wall, you know, especially how he was talking in the past about, you know, he injured himself, had those two injuries back-to-back, and people were saying, oh, he's done. That contract is terrible. Well, people did say the same thing about Chris Paul. So Chris Paul, he got shipped to OKC, and people said, okay, this guy, he still has it. So I think... It's important for John Wall to still try to perform well like he did tonight just to show teams that, oh, he still has it. And I think a contending team or just a playoff team will trade for him if he can prove that he can stay healthy and he can still, you know, be the John Wall that we all knew before he got hurt. Christian Willis had 18. Kelly Olenek has been absolutely hooping. Ever since he got traded from Miami, he had 18 points and 11 boards tonight. And DJ Augustine had 19 points off the bench. Nothing nothing that important to take much from that game. You know, Golden State just kept their foot on Houston's neck. That was a blowout. There were a lot of blowouts in the NBA. Next, I want to talk about the Toronto-Cleveland game. Gary Trent Jr., 
has turned into an absolute madman since getting traded to Toronto. This dude had 44 points, which is a career high for him. He had 44 points on 7 of 9 shooting from downtown. He was 17 of 19 for the game. He never missed a shot inside the arc. That's crazy, especially for a guy that's only about... Yeah, so he's six foot, he's six five actually. For a guy that's only six five to go seventeen and nineteen in a game and seventy nine from deep, seventy nine from deep, that's pretty impressive. Raptors, you know, they aren't that good this year, but they have a they have a lot of young talent on this team that where if they can properly develop it, we can see we can see the Raptors back to where they were in twenty nineteen, potentially becoming an Eastern Conference team again. With OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, they just locked up Fred Van Vliet and now Gary Trent Jr. and Chris Boucher. They're building something in Toronto. Masai is absolutely building a nice-looking future for them. And then we have Washington and Phoenix. Phoenix won 134-106. to Devin Booker had 27 in this one. DeAndre Aiden had 14. Mikael Bridges had 15. Cameron Payne had 14. Javon Carter had 14. And Cameron Johnson had 12. Russell Westbrook with another triple-double, but they lost. He had 17 points, 14 assists, 11 boards. Now, the thing with this this Phoenix team, and I, I think it's a big thing that a lot of TV heads aren't talking about is when is Chris Paul going to get some real recognition for being an MVP candidate? I have literally seen none of these national sports shows talk about this guy being an MVP candidate. But, I mean, if you look at where Phoenix was last season, they didn't make the playoffs. They went 8-0 in the bubble, but they didn't do enough before the shutdown to put themselves in a better position to actually make the playoffs. But now Phoenix is 37-15. They have the second-best record in the West. And I think the driving force of this team, yes, Devin Booker, it's for one, it's arguable who is the better player, even though, of course, Devin Booker, he's the scorer. He's the guy that majority of the time when the game is on the line, the ball is going to be in his hands. So, yeah, a little bit of technical difficulties, but we're back. But, yeah, as I was saying, Chris Paul, he needs more love as an MVP candidate, man. I mean, he is, I think he is the driving force of having this Phoenix team at second in the West. I know Harden has played extremely well, Joel Embiid has played well, but when you look at what Chris Paul has done for this, they were out of the playoffs in the Western Conference, and now they're second in the toughest conference in the NBA. He definitely needs more consideration for MVP. Next, we're going to talk about Detroit versus the Blazers. As I said, there were a lot of blowouts last night. Blazers won 118-103. to Dane, he did his thing, 27 points. C.J. McCollum did his thing, 26. But I think the biggest thing from this game is that Ennis Cantor had 24 points and 30 rebounds. That's right. This dude had 30 rebounds. Now, Ennis Cantor, he is known for being a, a, a very good rebound, especially on the offensive glass. But to have 30 rebounds in today's game, I think that's very – I wouldn't say it's not impressive, but 
with the amount of shots that these guys get up nowadays and the tempo and the pace that is played at, I think it's not as impressive getting 30 rebounds today as it would have been, let's say, 10 to 15 years ago. Norman Powell only had nine points, but they they blew them out, so doesn't really matter that much. And what else do we have? We have Sacramento and Utah, which was another blowout. Utah won 128 to 112. Utah continues to be the number one seed. They have um, a two-game uh, separation on Phoenix, which is Phoenix is in the uh, number two spot. Donovan Mitchell had 42 points tonight. Mike Conley had 26. Darren Fox had 30, and Rashawn Holmes for Sacramento. Darren Fox had 30, and uh, Rashawn Holmes had 25. Another another player that I think deserves more MVP recognition is why isn't Donovan Mitchell getting in love? He is leading this team on the offensive end, at least, to the number one seed in the Western Conference. The Utah Jazz are 40 and 13. You ask literally every single basketball fan besides Jazz fans, and I don't even think Jazz fans thought this would happen, that is who they thought would be the number one seed. Even though, I've, of course, it, I think a part of this has been attributed to the injuries on the Lakers. I think if LeBron ever went out, I think the Lakers, they would at least, they would either have the number one seed now or they would at least be only a game or two back like Phoenix is. But what this kid is doing is impressive, man. I mean, he has his team as a uh, number one seed in the Western Conference. He's having a great season on both ends of the court. He needs more MVP consideration, and that's – Really about it with the games from last night. Like I said, a lot of the games were blowouts. And, yeah, this has been the Let's Talk About a Podcast. I was your host, Bobby Edwards. Mm-hmm.